0: Welcome, you are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris
1: Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Be blessed as you listen.
0: The Word of God you receive is what determines the strength you have in your inner man. When you are falling to any temptation and every temptation, and you are not in control of your life, get the word. The word will put you back in control. The word word is like iron rod in the pillar of the building. All pillars, you see concrete, but there are iron rods inside there are iron rods inside that will make the pillar stand if a car runs into the pillar it can still stand to my my bend you see it's cracked but it's the iron rod the word of God in your life is what gives you the fortitude the internal strength some of us internally you are not strong some of us we don't have internal strength the word of God in your system is what makes that fortifies you internally. Psalm 119 verse 11. Shall we all read it? Psalm 119.
1: Your word I have given in my heart and I might not still against you.
0: One more time. Your word I
1: have given in my heart and I might not against
0: you. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you? If you don't want to sin, what do you do? Some of you think, I don't want to sin, so I've made up my mind. i Father, who what I have How many of you have sinned before and you didn't want to sin? Oh, you have so many. You've sinned before and you didn't want to sin. Yeah, it's common. It always happens, in fact, some of you just this afternoon. <laughs> you were driving and someone blew the horn, you move your finger. <laughs> <laughs> you gave them the finger, you choose, then later I said, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to sin, you have to learn how to keep feeding your spirit with God's word, because your spirit becomes so strong. It says that, I pray that the Lord will strengthen you by his spirit, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that he will strengthen you by, your, by his spirit into your inner man. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. So there, there is an inner man. There's something in your body. How many of you are familiar with biology or microbiology? OK. Now, you, I'm sure you'll be familiar with what? Laminin, they are protein-based molecules. They are base molecules, glycoprotein components of connective tissues. Basement membrane that uh, promote cell adhesion. They promote cell adhesion. I know you don't. You, some of you, most of you, will not understand. What's the adh- you know what? Some, when they say something is adhesive, so um, come. You t- you put some things together. You need adhesive to make it yeah. stick together. Okay, and cell. Adhesive. See, your cells are individual, different, different, different units in the body. But how come they stick? For instance, the skin is made up of cells. How come they stuck together? What made it? So the thing that makes the cells stick in your body, different cells stick, is a protein. It's called laminin. It makes your the the, the cells uh, yeah, laminin stick together. It's base protein and. Now when you look at the molecular molecular structure. When um, COVID came, they always you see the COVID structure with some spikes. Yeah, in in, in in science, microbiology or chemistry or whatever, they all molecules have design. That's that's lemon. Every part of your body, your body has got billions of this. That's what it keeps that's what keeps the cells to work together. Even in the DNA of your body, you see cross everywhere. Oh, wow. Cross. That's why you need the word of God to help your cross. Oh, wow. the, 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 the cross, so someone will say it doesn't matter. It does. It does. It's very interesting how Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Colossians 1 16 what does it say? For
1: him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether worlds or dominions or principalities or powers. Next. All things were created
0: through him and for him. Next verse. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. In him
1: all things consist.
0: In him all things consist. In him, how many things consist? Things. That actual word translated consist means they are they adhere, they, they stick together. So, I was teaching that the reason why this table has not melted or this puppet has not just because it is whatever your chair should have collapsed or broken. But something makes it, when you sit on something squishy, it will crumble. Why is it that this is not crumbling? Because everything that holds together is held together in Christ. Whether you agree, you know, or you don't know. In him, all things were created by him and for him. You were actually created for him. You didn't know. You you, You used to think you were created for your boy used to think you were created for your mom or your mom sometimes thinks that you were created for him for her <laughs> it says that all things were including your car including the tree all things were created sorry through him so in John chapter 1 verse 9 it says that he is the light that lightens everyone that comes into the world. Did you see that? I know some of you haven't noticed it before. That, that was the true light that's talking about Jesus. That lightens every man that comes into the world. He—he he, For you to live, something must be turned on. Sometimes it's interesting. A baby, a fetus in the womb. It's breathing everything. I don't know how they even breathe. They don't breathe, huh? But as soon as they are born. <laughs> but a few moments ago, they were in the womb. No air around them. But when they come, they're able to do this transition easily. What, what gave them life? He said, he, Jesus Christ is the light that lightens everyone that comes into the world. So it's like you need to come into the world through him. He has to say, it's like, you know, when you buy an iPhone or you buy a gadget or you buy uh, even something you eat from the shop, quality check. Sometimes they have to stamp, okay, checked, passed. So if it doesn't go through quality check, sometimes they won't put the seal on it. Before you are born, before you come into the world, Jesus must say, okay, this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: All things were created through him. He is the light that lighteneth every single human being that comes into the world. Whether you know or you don't know, it doesn't matter. He lightened you, He gave you the life. The Bible said, In him was life, verse 5, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, verse 4. Verse 5 says, The light shines in darkness. And darkness cannot overcome him. It's not, listen, when you are in Christ, you can easily be overcome. You cannot. Yes. And then they said, A man was sent from God, named John. He came to bear He wasn't the light, he came to bear witness. Ah, that man, this man came for a witness. To bear witness of what? He is coming to testify about light. Wow. He said he himself was not the light. Look at the verse 8. He himself was not. He was not that light. Even though he was a luminous. He was reflecting light. But people, so he got, people, he got people's attention. And they thought he was the light. So they went to him in John chapter 1. To go and ask him, are you the one to come? Or we should expect another verse 22. Are you, are you the one to come? Tell us, who are you? Are you the Messiah? The Bible says that he did not deny it. He said, I am not he. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he said, I think the verse 20. He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Because the light he bore looks like somebody who must be the Christ. So they came to him to check, are are you the Christ? He confessed, "No, no, 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 no. See, when you are a genuine Christian, you walk with God, you don't lie about your identity. That's where it starts. When you come to church, it says, someone here, you need... Uh, Prayer, maybe you couldn't sleep. You don't lie about your identity because of people. Some some of us, you live a fake life. Yeah. When you are home, you are a very different person. (coughs) Live a fake life in public. So even some some people, the problem is they've lived fake life for so long. When they come to church, they continue. No, no. But when you come to God, don't don't come and live a fake life. When you come to church and we say, okay, you, want, you are here, you want this, you will come forward, just get up and come. Yes. Yes. Stop trying to make yourself look like somebody who you are not. Wow. Like Simon the sorcerer. Okay. Okay. Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter 8, verse 9. Bible says that for a long time he has used sorcery to impress the people. So he made the people believe that he's something very important. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a way you can make people believe that you are something very important. It's there claiming that he was someone great, wow. NIV. I like the NIV. The NIV says that he boasted that he was someone great. So sometimes you can make yourself to be very important, but really, boy, you have to be real. So they came to John the Baptist. Mm. They asked him, who are you? Are you the Messiah? He said, no, no, no. Bible said he confessed, he denied not. That is not it. He denied. Bible said he confessed, did not deny, but confess, I am not the Christ. I am not a Christ. They said, but the things you are doing, this is somebody unique. So they said, but so who are you? We were sent. Tell us to go send the report because they want to know who this guy is. Mm. Anytime God starts using you, politicians, you get politicians' attention. And they will will send informers. They will send all kinds of people to come and fish you out. I know sometimes they will send people to come into our midst. Some of you think, I don't know, you are not genuine. Wow. Oh, I know, I know there are people here who are just coming to spy on us. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You are coming to I pray that God will give you a chance to change. Yeah. Yeah. Else you will burn in the hottest yeah. part of hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened, Jesus. It happened everywhere. Well, doesn't mean you are bad. You're just coming to check on us. But we will also check on you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will get you. Yeah. So they they said they, they said to him. Who are you that we may give answer to those who sent us? They were sent. What do you say about yourself? Hey, that's a nice question. I think I only have to preach a message title. What do you say about yourself? What do you say? You yourself. People say all kinds of things about you. People have the impression that you have a lot of hair. But what do you say? <laughs> What do you say about yourself? And I like, uh, his this answer is the best answer ever. He said, his answer was amazing. He said, what do you say about yourself? And I pray, that's why I keep teaching, so that you get to a point where your answer about who you are will be based on how John the Baptist answered. If you walk with God, your answer about yourself is not in the light of what men think. Can I show you how he answered? Yes. Are you sure you are ready? Yes. I like the way the NIV put it. You are ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. All right, let's go. Put you on the screen now. He replied. How did he reply? He replied based on scripture. He said, you want to know who am I am? Let me show you what the Bible says who I am. Who are you? Excuse me. What do you say about yourself? I'm not interested in any other thing you have to say if it's not based on scripture. Start defining your identity based on scripture and stop defining your identity based on what people think or, what, or fashion or your education or your exposure. Stop that! If you're a Christian, if you work with God, it's about time you start defining yourself based on what God says. Yes, Amen. I, I am who God says I am. What he says, I am. where he says, I am, I know who I am. You must start defining yourself, not, what, not based on what your, your friends say. Not based on what society says about you. Hey, stop defining yourself based on how you feel about yourself. Especially you girls. Yeah. Define yourself based on how you feel. How you feel? I feel down. I'm a very sad person. Some of you, your identity is hinged on your past. Things that have happened to you in your past is what has become your identity. What I don't even appreciate is when you come into church and you carry, you bring carry forward of your negative identity. They want us to treat you in church based on your negative identity. Uh, you know, I'm very sensitive about so, so many things. Uh, I'm not a very happy person, so you have to be careful how we do. you. Excuse me, we are not interested in that. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. Yes. You don't know what I've been to. I've been- hey! It will sell here. Yes. Everybody has been. Did you, have you been to more than Jesus did? Oh. Oh. Have you ever died on the cross? He died on the cross, and under the cross, he was praying for people. He said, Lord, forgive him. Forgive them. Forgive them. Stop using all the negative things you have been through in life as a bargaining chip for progress in life. It doesn't take anybody anywhere. Everybody, that's what I'm trying to say. Everybody has been through. So just that what we have been through is very, it varies. Everybody, you've been through something. You've been through, you you will be shocked. If If you find out what this one has been through, you say, you kneel down and say, can, can, can I bow before you? Yeah. But until you find out what others have been through, you will think you have been through the worst. Yeah. Don't tell me what you have been through. Yeah. Tell me who you have met, Jesus. Yeah. And if you have met Jesus, has he been through you? You are talking about what you have been through, but what has been through you? So, John the Baptist, he answered in the voice of Isaiah the prophet. What? He defined himself with scripture. That's right. That's a, he actually verbatim. him. He quoted the scripture boom, and gave to him, This wow. is who I am. Wow. Wow. That's what Jesus said, oh, Amongst all the prophets, holy, there's no greater than John the Baptist. Wow. He took scripture and he said, This is my identity. Wow. You have never seen this. That's why I'm talking about the way your man down here to me. The way you didn't grow up with your farmer. <laughs> the way you didn't have friends. He didn't have friends. The way your hair doesn't grow a lot. <laughs> the way your legs are not straight. The way your eyes are not big. Everybody has something. People have been through things. Yeah. And people are going through things. We are all going through something. Every one of us. Every one. There are people here who couldn't sleep peacefully last night. There are people here who try, you are trying to study, but math is your biggest enemy. Math hates you. It's not like you hate math. Math hates you. You don't know what you have done against math. Math just hates you. And of course, you, you want to do, you have to have math. And you don't, why, why? Why me? Why me? Yeah, it's life. So start looking for your identity. Pastor, I'm not finding That's why uh, my teaching, I I come to teach. So you can find yourself in Scripture. So that when somebody asks you, who are you? What do you say about yourself? You can answer in the words of Isaiah. You can answer in the words of Apostle Paul. You can answer in the words of Peter. Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is dead. Your ex-boyfriend asks you, but what's what's, why? Don't you like me now, have money? You can answer in the words of Apostle apostle, for me to live is Christ, to die is given. What do you say about yourself? What do you say about yourself? Well, he said, I am not the light. He did not deny, he said, I'm not the light, but he answered in the voice of Isaiah. And Bible says that there was a man who was sent to bear witness of the light. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made, uh, anything created that was made. Verse four said in him, in that same word is life. What is in him? what is in him and what do you say about the life that is in him the life is the light of man in the in terms of human beings we call it light Wow! but it's actually life the life in him was life and the life was the light of man the light now the focus has gone to from the word to the light Life, which is now defined as the light. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome King James. The darkness comprehended it not. Yes. Yes. Then he changes the focus. There was a man <laughs> sent from God. His name was John. But watch this. The same was sent to bear witness. See, the focus is the light. But he just brought in John and continued with the light. So he said that the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. What light are we talking about? The light in verse four, which is the the life of man, which is the light, okay? In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Said John was sent to bear witness of this light the same that's why he couldn't say I am the light they came to him and they said are you the light he said no he did not deny he said no I am not the light he answered in the words of Isaiah I'm the one the voice of him crying in the wilderness make straight the way of the Lord and so the Bible says that a man was sent from God to bear witness of the light and the verse 8 says that he 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 was not the light he was not the light he was sent to bear witness of the light. And he says, the light, that light, he said, that light, that was the true light, which light, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Well. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 10. He, oh, wow. Uh, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Wow. wow. You don't know that his, his fingerprint, his thumbprint, is all in your body, in your blood, yes. wow. all your cells. Wow. What was the name again? Laminin. 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 Laminin is all over, but the world knew him not. The cross has been programmed into that, that holds you together. That makes you a human being. That keeps walking. That keeps moving. You are not a robot. You are not a human being. The cross, the fingerprint of God, of Christ, you were made through him. Was everything is printed, but the world knew him not. You were messing up and you know, you know him. But he was holding you together. That's why it will be an aberration of destiny. It should be it's a travesty of destiny for you to be a Christian and not know Christ. It's an oxymoron. It's a tautology. It's an irony. How can you say I'm a Christian, but you don't know Christ? You know, there are people who call themselves Christians and they don't know Christ. And some people too, go around saying that, oh, but these guys, they are born again Christians. Is there another version of Christianity that is not born again? another version of Christianity that is not born again. So, the world, it's not okay, but I can understand if the world doesn't know him. But I can't understand if the church can't know him. I just can't understand. Are you part of the church? You must know Christ. You know preachers and singers more than Jesus. What kind of version of Christianity are you practicing? That focuses so much on se- Christian celebrities. Oh. More than the ultimate celebrity. Oh, yes. The ultimate Nazarite. Yes. The real deal. Yes. In him all things consist. I like to talk about Jesus, you know.
1: Love it. Love it.
0: Love it. I know why you are telling me you love it. I know why. Because it takes a genuine Christian to love things like that. When you preach about Christ to a genuine Christian, it makes you have chills. You just feel that this is the best message I can listen to. Yes. The other message makes you laugh. And, but when they talk about this Christ, this this, this Christ, this Christ thing, this Christ thing, you know why? Because there's something inside you which God has placed in you. His fingerprints, his, finger his thumbprints, everything about you cries out for Christ because He is the true light that lightens everyone who comes into the world. Jesus, you came through Him. So Colossians says that all things were made through him. In fact, verse 15 talks about he is the image. Yes, yes. Let's read, let's read it with your loudest voice. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation.
1: What does it mean?
0: What does it? what's the meaning of invisible? Really? Ah, so the God who cannot be seen chose to give an expression of himself in Christ who can be seen. The image, because anything invisible can't have an image, physical image. How can you see the shadow of something that can, can be seen? Have you seen the shadow of a ghost before? the light shone on the ghost and then it cast a shadow. No, because you, you can't see a ghost. So even coronavirus, you can't see it. <laughs> so Jesus Christ is the image of the God who cannot be seen. Can I, can I take you a little further? Yes. Yes, ah, When they wanted to kill him, and Pilate said, I find no fault in him. They brought him to them and they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. He said, but what has he done, I find no fault in him. And they said, crucify him. Then he washed his hands of his blood. And he brought to him, he said, behold the man. In the book of John and in Matthew, I think in Luke also he said, behold the man. He presented Jesus and he said, behold the man. Jesus came out wearing a crown of thongs and purple robe. And you see, do you know why they gave him purple robe? Purple is a sign of royalty. And then thongs, it's a crown. Say, so you are a king. Okay, let's give you a crown. They made a crown of thongs. They thought they were hurting him. But the, when Adam and Eve sent the garden of Eden, the ground that was supposed to produce food, he said, the ground is cursed for your sake. God didn't actually curse Adam and Eve, you know? No, no, no. The first curse in the world went to the devil. Genesis chapter 3. And so he said to the devil, the cursed are you. The Lord said to the serpent, because you have done these things, what? Well, you are cursed. You see that? That's the first curse. Then after he finished dealing with the devil, he went to the man, and he says to the man, the ground is cursed for your sake you never cares the man and to and to adam because you have heeded the voice of your wife guys be careful who you are listening to don't let the girl tell you don't come to church don't let the girl tell you i'm upset in church so you, you know girls can be so funny when they don't do church they want the guys not to do church sometimes your your passions hey they are wild, oh! Your passion for a guy, a passion, desire for a girl. Some of the guys are so bad, especially now that the weather is hot. Ooh. Ooh. Sometimes these desires can have the better part of you. That is why you can't afford not to build your inner man. But when your inner man is strong, it doesn't go past your physical. Yeah. It comes, it will come. Jesus said temptation to
1: come.
0: Yeah. Uh, then, I think Luke chapter 17, verse 1. He said temptations will come. Is it Matthew 17, 1, Luke 17? Yeah, Luke 17, 1. It said, uh, it's impossible that offenses should not come. Whoa, until, um, one of the translations is used, the yeah. word temptations. Which translation is that? Uh, yeah, temptations to sin are sure to come. Wow. Yeah. Let's all read that bit out loud. Let's go. more time but this is the next verse is not good for girls in the next part what does it say go to him him through since you have to present yourself that temptation doesn't come through you You know well let's let's get the balance right because the fact that you are a man a fact that you're a woman you'll be very attracted to somebody but I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Where you intentionally go out of your way to begin to provoke lasting people. Yeah. That, that's different. Build your inner man. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, I quoted here, 11 verse 16. It says that uh, the Lord, it says that according to uh, uh, that God will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit. Where? In the where? In the Where? Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. It says that, verse 8. Let's pick it from verse 8. But now you yourselves are to put off all this anger, malice, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Wow, it's in the Bible. So you are put off these things. God won't do it for you. You have to put it off. The next verse. Do not lie, oh, this one, it's not good for British people. <laughs> Do not lie to one. Uh, always remember the scripture, okay? It helps in your Christian journey. Since you have put up, uh, you have done what? Put off the old man with his deeds. Look at the next verse, verse 10. And have put on the word, the new man. The new man, so everyone has an old man and a new man if you're born again. And the new man is also your inner man. You have to put on where your new man, who is renewed in, in knowledge according to the image of him that who created him. Your new man is renewed. So it's like you are, your new man is growing, being refreshed based on knowledge. That's why you can't afford to be going to church where you are not taught. It's a waste of destiny. You must be taught the word of God. You must be taught the word of God. The more you have been taught the word of God, sometimes we can talk about all these boys, girls, stuff like that, but please, that's not the main thing. I have to always come back to the scripture. Because if the scripture stops talking, we are in trouble. When the scripture stops talking, we stop growing. We stop getting refreshed. Our inner man, our new man, stops getting refreshed. But you know, um, sometimes you, you are expecting an email on your phone, or your computer. They say, I've just sent it, but it doesn't show that, what do you have to do? Refresh the page. Come on, come on, come on. Refresh the page. When you come to church, you are receiving the word of God. It's like you are refreshing the page of your inner man. You are refreshing, it updates your system. The word of God comes to update your system. Refresh the page. So you, after receiving the word of God, you live stronger, fresher. In spite of the bombardments that are coming from outside, your inner man is renewed. Your inner man is renewed. You look the same as you came in. You look there's nothing has changed outwardly, but inwardly you are never the same. Because your inner man has been renewed. Your inner man is renewed. And so what I'm trying to draw to you bring to your attention, I didn't even teach what I wanted to teach, is that you have an inner man. Take time. I know you need to polish your outer man. But how about your inner man? Mm. How about your inner man? You spent a lot of time, a lot of resources, polishing your outer man. Some of you, the way you look, the way you look, you look so flashy. You look so wonderful. I am very convinced you spent about two hours behind the mirror. Uh, Yeah. You spent about, you haven't read your Bible yet. Wow spent two hours behind the mirror. Is that wrong? Not so, not so much wrong, it's not really wrong, but at the expense of your inner man. So if you have only two hours, at least take time, take some time, maybe 30 minutes, 30 minutes to refresh. Refresh the page on your inside. Refresh the page. Because when the devil throws something at you, it takes your inner man to be able to resist it. Yeah. Not your just not, not your intellectual powers, but inner strength. How many of you have knowledge of things that are not good, but yet you can't say no to it? Yeah. There are times people are smoking. I know parents who are smoking said, Tell the son, never smoke. Okay? Oh, yeah. right. Don't don't make sure you don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> he knows this thing is going to kill him but he doesn't have control yeah. by it. He knows the porn is going to destroy so much. Are a judge watching porn at court? Yeah. Wow. He can't say he doesn't know. <laughs> an MP watching porn at uh, House of Commons? Yeah. When Parliament is in session, he's sitting in House of Commons and he's watching porn? Yeah. Oh, he knows it's dangerous. Yeah. But he doesn't have control. Yeah. But you, when you're a Christian, you don't have an excuse because you have an inner man. Yeah. But, but it's not working. So refresh your inner man! Yeah. Yeah. That is why I said I pray. That, oh, I'm actually talking about prayer again. Paul prayed two prayers in Ephesians. First prayer is Ephesians chapter 1. Second prayer is Ephesians chapter 3. First prayer is a prayer of enlightenment, enlightenment. Second prayer is a prayer of enablement. First prayer is based on, it's a prayer so we can know the doctrine of Christ. The second prayer is a prayer so we can do the duty in Christ. It's interesting we are talking about the second prayer. Last week, the first prayer, you might know. Second prayer, you must be able to do. And it starts from your inner man being strengthened. Are you getting something? It starts from your inner man being strengthened. Your inner man being strengthened. Your inner man being strengthened. Anytime I feel I'm not spot on, I'm not strong enough, I just know that I need more weight. It's the word. I can tell when, when my strength, spiritual strength, is dwindling, is diminishing, or is depreciating. I just know. First, it's not my prayer life. First, Because sometimes you want to pray, but the strength is even not there to pray. But you just need to refresh your spirit. Refresh your spirit with the word. Refresh your spirit. Most of you, when you go home, you refresh. You freshen up. But be strengthened on your inner man. The reason why you can do well is because your inner man is strengthened. When Satan appeared to Jesus and met him in the wilderness, he said, command these stones to turn into bread. Jesus answered in the name of the scripture. Yeah. Jesus said it is written. Yeah, John the Baptist, he didn't say it is written, but he answered in the voice of Isaiah. Jesus also answered in the voice of Deuteronomy. And Satan, it just hit the devil. He came back again. He said that okay, if you are the son of God, he took him to the high mountains, and he says that uh, the mountains showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment, showed him all the designer ways, everything. He said, all this, if you bow to me, I'll give it to you, for it has been given to me. Jesus said, in verse eight, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and you and him alone shall you serve. Did you see that? He didn't say, I'm suggesting. He said, it is written. It yeah. is, get yeah. behind me, Satan. Well, it is written. Yeah. Satan can't stand that It's written. Yeah. That word have I hid in my heart that I will not yeah. sin against you. It is written. How much it is written have you got? Wow. Wow. In the time of temptation, it is not your good will and strong will. Yeah. Some, some temptations will overcome your strong will. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Some temptations are so strong, it will overcome your strong will but it can't go past your strong inner man. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jesus said, it is written. And Satan now changes his approach. He also comes with quotation. <laughs> what? <laughs> Satan came with quotation. He took him to the brow of the uh, temple. He said, jump down, for it is written. Hey! He quoted from Psalm. Those people say, oh, I've been reading my Bible, Psalm, Psalm, Psalm. Satan also was reading Psalm. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma is always, reading my Psalms. Yeah, yeah. My Psalms, my Psalm 91. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a Christian. <laughs> Satan said, for it is... Re-. Ah, Satan also quoted, Jesus quoted back to the, the devil because Satan quoted the scripture out of context. Yes. The fact that someone is quoting scripture doesn't mean they have points. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are preaching somebody, they want to quote the scripture to try and argue against you. Don't mind them. So Jesus then quoted back. Yeah. Quoted back. He said, Jesus answered and said, it has been said. Quoting the script, scripture. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Why should I jump and tempt if God will keep his word? I won't do that. Now when you read the Matthew version, Matthew chapter 4, verse 11 Let's look at verse 10, Matthew 4, verse 10. Am I preaching at all? Preaching. Then Jesus answered, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you. Look at verse 11. Then the devil left him. Hey! So Satan can leave people. Ah! The devil can leave somebody. So then you have an advantage. Yeah. Wow. Satan can leave somebody so you have to do a research on what condition did he live no. some you say oh, this devil has never left me no no Satan can live then the devil left him and angels came in to minister to him sometimes the angels have not come because Satan is too much strong like,
1: you know, Thank you.
0: the devil will leave people on condition of the word of God your revelation in the word of God, your understanding in the word of God, will keep Satan at, bar, at bay. Keep, keep him at arm's length. He will attempt, but he can't come in. He can't invade. Can you imagine the way these terrorists are trying to kill people? But they haven't been able to kill the prime minister, the queen, they haven't been, because the security there is tight. It's a fortress, you can't go through some areas. The same way, when you feed your system on the word of God, Satan can't go past the, the security. Yeah, he can't go past. But every time I'm falling, every time you're falling, every time you're falling, you're not reading your Bible, you're not listening to preaching, that's why your spirit is so weak. You are genuine, you really want to do it, but without the word of God coming in, you can't, you can't. You are left to your whims and your feelings and you're strong, and some of you, you know that your level of discipline is not as that high.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: You, are, you see, we all have ranges of discipline, levels. Some are quite good, but when it comes to some things, you'll, you'll be able to take it. You'll be able to take it. And it depends on what you are dealing with. Some of the things are so strong, you can't overcome it. They overcome you. And it depends on what you expose yourself to. And it depends on what is building up in you over time. Satan is a very, very smart, wicked devil. You know what he does? He prepares you over a period of time. When he wants to overtake you, no, he doesn't do it once. He prepares you, prepares you. He weakens you, he weakens you, he weakens you, he weakens you, he weakens you and suggesting, suggesting, and weakening you, and suggesting things and weakening you. It gets you to a place where you are so weak that he comes on you with force. By the time you realize the one who was preaching everybody, now you say, "Oh, I'm not even in church again." Ah! Praise the worship leader. You are not in church again. What happened? Satan. So that's why we have to be very loving to people, even though you find them in a compromised situation. Because sometimes Satan timed them and broke them, broke them systematically, broke them, broke them. So then any, any of us all, any of us at all, is susceptible to satanic attack in the absence of the inflow of God's word and updating your spirit man, refreshing your spirit man. If you don't refresh your spirit man, you are going down. So it goes, it's like if you don't bath, in spite of your, the, 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 the expensive nature of your perfume and the, the um, uh, body lotions that you use, very expensive luxury ones, if you don't bath, it's going down, it's going down. And now you don't smell, but if you like, you don't bath in the next 24 hours, you'll be shocked. Yeah. But now you don't smell because it's gradual, it's gradual. So, what you do? You get home, you refresh, then you keep it up, and then it's going down, then you refresh, then it's going up, then you refresh. So always, you never smell. Mm-hmm. Even though you have the potential to smell wild. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Ammonium chloride. Hey! <laughs> All of us, every one of us. Yeah. Same way is in your spirit. Most of us think, now that you are born again, now that you are trying to do the church thing, you can survive with your good intentions. Wow. It's good, but let your good intentions put you on the medication of God. Wow. The word, it keeps you strong. It refreshes and updates your inner man. Did I say something? Wow. all? Yeah. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus
1: on Snapchat. So you're always up to date. Be blessed.